coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. We're going to talk about UFC 258 and a couple other little assorted items. This is uh, Pitmaster and the Dock, And like I said, we are inviting some people in. If you don't want to be invited in in the, in the future, uh, please just block me or something so I can't invite you. Or I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this, guys. So if you don't want to be on the receiving end of my stuff, yeah, block me, I guess. It would offend me, but don't worry about it. I've been offended before. So I'm just going to talk about, we're going to talk about this this weekend's fights. Some ideas. You guys can put in uh, put in your opinions if you want. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Uh, but we're going to talk about um, just some stuff about the fights. I got me here and I got the doc right here. He likes to stay on the side there. Yes, there you go. See, there's the doc. So if you got any questions for me, Pitmaster, uh, martial arts guy, MMA guy, Hawaiian Campo guy, or the doc, MMA guy, orthopedic surgeon guy, etc. Um, just feel free to ask us. Yeah. Usman is tough. He's more than tough. He's really, really good. So that was a good fight. We're going to talk about that first. So first off, main event, UFC 258. 258. That was a good fight. It so was... Uh, Kamaru Usman, who's uh, the welterweight champion for yeah. a long time. See, I don't know if he's ever lost a fight in the UFC, this guy. Uh, Gilbert Burns up and coming. So I watched this with the, the uh, daughter's Brazilian boyfriend who's big into Brazil MMA and couldn't wait to watch this fight. So I felt bad <laughs> the way it went, the way it went down. Yeah. What do you think about this fight? Uh, I thought it was... Um... I thought it was good. Um, I think they both had their their ins and outs. I think uh, like Gilbert won the first round. Uh, probably um, Usman probably won the second. It was close, um, but obviously in the third he stopped him. Um, so it, I think it showed good skill for both of them. Um, I'm just. I mean, I really like Kamaru. Usman, I like his attitude. I like a lot of things about him. I don't know. I just I, he doesn't get a connect, you know, from a, for a lot of people. I don't know why Gilbert does. Uh, I don't know why some people do and some people don't. But I don't know. He he seems to not be as like uh, like Israel. He's not as as just iconic, like charismatic. Charismatic could be his charisma. I don't know what it is. You know what, though? I, I will say this after this fight. I'm a bigger Kamaru Usman fan after this fight. He got so emotional. You know, this was one of his former teammates. Yeah. He was fighting. He got so emotional after this win. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you see fighters get emotional, but both of them did. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He took it to another level. He definitely outfought Gilbert Burns. Yeah. He, won, he won this fight he, hands down. Well, he and stopped him. Yeah. His jab, he, he yeah. floored him with a jab. He didn't just kind of knock him down with a jab. Yeah. He stunned him with a jab. 
uh, yeah, in the yeah. third round. It was impressive. You, you can't. I mean, there's nothing. There's no bad things you can say about Usman. You just can't. So, um, one of the 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 thing that I think started everything was, and I got this on video, which I'm going to play for all my students. But Gilbert threw out a, a, a jab. wasn't that lazy, but he brought it back here to his to his waist. And, and Usman just leaned back just a little bit and followed it back with the right hand. And that's the first time he dropped um, he dropped Burns. They was dropped that him back. That was, in re- that was round two. Round two, Gilbert was recovering for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I, I maybe sometimes sometimes you don't recover with a, with a knockdown like that. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Some guys, you'll ask them after the fight, it's like, yeah, I got tagged in the second round. And maybe they got, you know, maybe they got finished in the third or even finished the guy. I've seen that happen too. And the guy just doesn't remember anything after the second round. So I don't know, but it was, uh, it was, you know, it was all, it was all built around striking and clin- a lot of good clinching, a lot of good strikes. So Usman is, is the un- undisputed champion, 170 pounds without a doubt. The, the, the thing about this fight too, is at the end of the fight, Gilbert Burns was like, Full on, like just sobbing at, oh, after yeah. the fight. Yeah, and it wasn't a knockout. Knockout. It was stopped. Her yeah. stopped it. But he was so emotional. He got to this point. I don't know. They said it took him six years to get a title shot, and then you get this shot, and then you think you're the best, and you you end up losing convincingly. And he was so distraught. He was, and he hugged everyone on uh, Usman's team, and everyone hugged him. It was like this huge camaraderie. That yeah. you know, obviously these guys have a lot of history, but it was pretty cool. Uh, they they had words that you couldn't hear after the fight, but um, I don't know. It makes you excited to see Gilbert's next fight, but also Usman. Did you see what Usman's post fight interview, John? Yeah, he called out uh, Jorge Masvidal, who yeah. he's already beat. That was odd to me. Does the champion usually do that? Uh, there must be I some think, super bad blood. There. I, I think plus it's a good fight for both of them, but. Um, but another thing that was funny was during the press conference, he, he answered the phone call from his dad. Oh, I didn't see that. Part. That was funny as hell. And he's like, hold on. He's like talking to his dad on the speaker. And I think they're speaking a different language for part of it. And he's like, uh, you know, he was congratulating his son. I thought that was the cutest part of the whole, uh, the whole fight. But yeah, they did have a lot of respect for each other. It, it, you know, a lot of times teammates, you know, or ex-teammates fight each other, and it was, it was, it was a, it was a definitely an emotional thing after the fight. But during the fight, it was, uh, it was a back and forth battle, and uh, Usman, yeah, he dropped him with that straight right, which was a jab because he had that leg forward. But he set it up; it looked more like a straight. It looked more like a straight. Uh, it looked like more like it's just a straight right power punch, but it was with his front hand. He had just switched southpaw, so it was a beautiful punch and dropped Burns and was the beginning of the end. And his ground and pound was yeah. – Herb Dean really gave Gilbert a chance, but he Good just down. had so many power shots on the ground that Herb Dean stopped at the perfect time. I uh, No complaints from Yeah, anyone. but this is the kind of fight you want to see a championship fight. It was a little back and forth. It went a few rounds, and then there was definitive winner. Yeah. So it was a good fight, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, then- for – yeah, and then we had the girl fight. Uh, the girl fight, Macy Barber against uh, Grasso. Um, 
It was good back and forth, kind of. It's just, I, you know, Macy showed a lot, uh, you know, at the end, looked really good, um, but it was too little too late. She got, she got peppered up a little too much with the punching, but I don't know, it was kind of a back and forth fight. Uh, Alexia, I think, definitely won it, but it, it just didn't, it didn't have much bang for me. What about you? Yeah, me too. I, the two best fights on this card were the first fight and the last fight. Um, but I, I watched that fight. It went to decision. Grasso won, and she should have won. Yeah, she's a, she's strong. Both of these girls are super yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. Macy in the last round was showing. You know, uh, if she if she did that, the rest of the, the beginning of the fight, she would have won the whole fight. But she didn't. So then we got Gaslam against. Uh, it's our guy Ian Heinish. Yeah, got to say, get to see Ian fight again at middleweight. Yeah. So this was, you know, you think of Ian's when he came on our show and talked about all this wrestling. He's a wrestling champion in high yeah. school. He went away to prison and wrestled in prison. So you think he's the wrestling guy in this fight, but he wasn't. Kelvin Gastelum just took him down almost at will. Ian kept trying to land these flying knees, and then he would get his leg tied up, and he would get yeah. slammed. End up on his back. End up on his back, and that was oh, kind of the story right. of that fight is Kelvin out-wrestled Ian. Yeah, and yeah. won that fight pretty decisively. I think uh, he won all the rounds from all the judges except one. Oh yeah, yeah, Kelvin yeah. did. So Kelvin, I think he was on a losing streak, wasn't he? He lost a few fights. Yeah, he's lost so a couple. A big, but big fight for him. Yeah, he went back. Uh, went back to his roots because his roots. Uh, he has big wrestling in his roots, but he also has unbelievable striking. And uh, I think when you have such a good striker and and and, and there's wrestling involved. One can cover for the other. Like the best example always is um, is uh, Dan Henderson. You know, Dan Henderson being the Olympic level wrestler made the Olympic uh, team, I think. Uh, but he's known for his striking because his his wrestling's so good. People didn't want to take him down. Nobody could do it successfully, really. You know, for the most part. But he ended up being a striker. I mean, if you if you saw his last 20 fights in MMA, you think, oh, shit, he's got the H-bomb. But in reality, he started off as a straight wrestler. Um, and and guys like Castlum that are so good at both, they can mix it up at will. And and this was what happened in this fight. And, yeah, Ian showed some some great wrestling as well, but he just – it was too little too late. He, he was, like, in spurts. And Kevin was just kind of, like, on him the whole time. So – yeah, it's sad to see Ian lose, but Kelvin's back in it. Um, it's good to see him get a win. So, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't a great fight, but uh, again, definitive victory for uh, one of them. Mm -hmm. And then this next fight I sort of watched. This was Ricky yeah. Steinman and uh, Brian uh, Kelleher. Yeah, this is just Ricky taking him down a lot and ground and pounding and cutting him open and then winning. I didn't really, it didn't really, I was kind of in and out of this fight. No, no, no. Uh, no offense to Ricky or Brian, just didn't really, didn't really watch it. I was watching this. I was actually watching this phone fight from my phone while we were driving back from LA. So that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest right now. But I did have a local guy fight, uh, Pitolo, um, fought uh, Julian. How do you Mar get the Marquez. nickname? His nickname is Coconut Bombs. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not good. He, uh, Julian had much a much better nickname. He's, he had a weird nickname too. What's yeah, his nickname? His nickname was the 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 Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> That's right. His well, there's some sports medicine in this this event. 
was uh, Julian Marquez was out for over two years because he tore his latissimus muscles, latissimus dorsi muscle off of his arm. I've never seen that in 20 years of being a doctor. I've never seen that before, ever. That's got to be a rare injury. And he had to have surgery, have it repaired, and he was out yeah, for two he had years. Multiple surgeries, they said. Yeah, so that's a pretty rare injury. That's a muscle we sometimes use. If someone's arm doesn't work, we transfer that muscle to make their, you know, if they have a really bad rotator cuff tear. But I've never seen someone traumatically injure their latissimus. That's the biggest muscle in your in your upper body. To get it's huge. That's Did the muscle on your back that goes from your spine, your pelvis, all the way up to your arms. Your wings. That's like guys. when you look at Kamar Usman from the back, he's all lat. Like he looks like, you know, like people that look like a big V like that. That's all lats. Latissimus dorsi. So how he did that, I'll have to go back and see if he did that in a fight that was televised. It must have been a really awkward injury. Anyway, I found that fascinating. And then he's back in. Looked good. He was sure he was sure happy to get in the cage again. He was smiling and laughing. He couldn't wait to get back in there. And then boom, he gets dropped and taken down and just beat up, you know. He got beat up for two rounds. This was fight of the night, I thought. Because oh, it was back and forth. This 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 fight, both guys had a chance to win this fight at all times. Yeah. But I think I think uh like I thought it was clear that Patola won. He, he was up two rounds going. He was definitely going. And then the third round. It looked like he was going to, you know, take it, you know, and then all of a sudden, uh, Marcus, uh, during some scrambles, he, uh, he ended up catching him. He caught him, then Patola got off. He caught him probably, I don't know, five times or 10 times, but he caught him probably between five and 10 times just in a guillotine. And um, Patola got out, got out, got out. Then boom, he got him. And Patola had him in a almost a rear naked choke at his elbow oh, yeah, under his chin. He did. Um, so this went back and forth with the grappling too. And then that choke he got was that's a Darce choke. Looks like a guillotine. He just turned it upside well, down. Well, he had one me. arm in at the end. Yeah. So they called it a Darce, and then someone else called it an anaconda choke. I don't oh, know. I did. I don't know what the difference is. I'm yes. not educated enough to know the difference between yeah, those. Yeah, where your arm ends but up. Both of them mean there's no blood going in your yeah. brain, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought he caught him with a guillotine and turned it over. But anyway, um, he won. Uh, Patello tapped out and he won. And, um, it was a tap at what? Um, I don't know if it says, but it's close, close to the end of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was, was so happy. Did you see his post-fight interview? <laughs> he went off about tourism to his state and then what did he, he had a call out he wanted to date miley cyrus or something Wait, what, call what, what about state he was talking something about the loudest stadium in the u.s and going online voting and i don't know what he was talking about he was all hyped up he was hyped up night. i i couldn't even i was so happy yeah he was pretty hyped so that was a good one that was a good one so it was a good card so to speak you know um i don't know it wasn't the best card ever, but it was, it was definitely a good card. And I think they had some dropouts from COVID cases yeah. and stuff on this card. Yeah. Bang. Speaking of COVID. Speaking of fight. Yeah. What's coming up? On we were in LA. Oh. Speaking of COVID. And it's it's gone. It's it's too mass now in COVID. Too. You know, more sad. I saw you sent me a picture from LA of just all the tents and people living under tarps and just all over the place. Is that in Santa Monica? That was in Santa Monica, part of it, and Venice. There, um, 
Most of those pictures were in Venice. Now they were in Venice. Um, the ones I sent you. Yeah, they were like there were streets lined, lined with, with tents, on the on the sidewalk, and on that sidewalk there's a house right there. So this is basically in their, in their front yard, and it's perfectly legal. Not only are there tents now, there are um, there are uh, campers that. You're not supposed to. There's no overnight camping. You can't just do it on the street. You can now if you're. I don't know what kind of permit you need, or you just have to be, you know, homeless. But you can. There was there was uh, there was campers lined up like old beat up vans. I I saw cars turned into houses with like it had like a freaking awning and it was a car and you know they they had it all set up with little chairs in the front. It was. Unfuckingly, and these are these are multi million dollar homes, you know. And now all of a sudden, the the property value I don't know what it's going down to because these are everywhere, they're everywhere, and they're like permanent tents. So I don't know, yeah, I don't know what is going to go on there. It's it is crazy though, it's crazy. It's like you look down, what's the tipping point? At what point do the citizens start to fight back against? what's happening to their home values or the property or just the inequities. What is going on in this state? It's, I don't understand. It's it going crazy. I think they would have to switch sides though, because I think the side they're on is all for that. I mean, it not only all for it, it basically encourages it. So it's hard to be like on a, one political side and then, and then be against its policies. So I don't know, but it There's was a tipping crazy point at some point. There, there should be, yeah. Because, like, on the boardwalk, all the way down, like a mile and a half down, there are just full-on tents on top of tents. There's even one tent, like, commune. Like, there's, like, 10 or 15 tents, all, like, almost connected. And then there's a big sign over it that says, like, uh, something apartments or something. And it's, like... Well, yeah, but the, it's the sanit it's the sanitary issue, the medical issue, the, you know, there's obviously no running plumbing going on here in these communities. So you worry, you don't just start worrying about COVID and stuff like that. There's a lot, there's diseases. There's a lot more diseases that start come back and kill you when there's no appropriate sanitation. So I don't know what happens to that situation as it continues to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a shit ton worse. Cause it's like, every time I go down there, it's just worse. It's getting progressively worse. Talk about the progressives. It is getting progressively worse. It's, I don't think that's what progressive is meant to mean. Right? No? Is that progress? Isn't that progressive? It's, it's getting I think progressively progress and worse. Progressive are different terms. But if you're a progressive, I don't know. All I know is, if from speaking from a health perspective, is there's some issues with that that. Well. Hopefully, it will be cleaned up. But I have a feeling it's, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. So, I mean, I love LA, but it's like it's a weird place. Well, did you still, despite all that, did you have a good time down we there? We had a fantastic time. There we walked. Go. We walked for what I don't know in three in two three days of walking. Not not as much as we usually did because my back was bugging me one day. Gets a new mattress and stuff, and then Heather had like nausea one day she just wasn't feeling great just not you know normal things that at home no big deal but when you're on you're taking a trip you want to fill in every second with stuff 
So we just didn't do quite as much. I think we we walked like uh, probably 12 to 15 miles in those three days. So, I mean, it's not like slacking off, but it wasn't as much as we wanted to. But we had a great time. We ate at the, you know, Jameson's again, which is our favorite sports bar on on uh, on um, Main Street in Santa Monica. Went down to, to Venice. We love it down there. Went, went Walked all the way to... Uh, to Marina del Rey, came up on Lincoln Boulevard. We love it there too. Oh my God, the 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 tents and the setups—they're like setting up now, not just tents now. They like go against a building wall and like build like a little structure, whether it's made out of tent material or cardboard or wood. And they're like building their own little houses there, and it's like it's 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 legal now. I mean the 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 politicians of that city are okay with it because i didn't see that in santa monica i'm thinking about it now i i I didn't see it i saw a lot of like homeless people but the ten cities were all in actual venice which is la la city and santa monica is its own incorporated city i just don't think they put up with as much shit that's all so literally venice is not its own city they don't have their own police department and stuff no they're la yeah, like I think Maria Del Rey, uh, L.A. Uh, is is I mean it's Venice, Maria Del Rey, and Mar Vista. I think those are all you know L.A. city, and then Santa Monica is its own incorporated. It has its own police force and all that. And then you drive back home and you drive through. All our hills are green now. Yeah, it's crazy. All it's we got a one week of rain and everything's green. It's here. crazy. It's crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen. What do you guys think is gonna happen next? Do you think it's gonna completely go absolutely crazy shit? Just everything's gonna hit the fan and forget COVID is gonna look like people are gonna be like, that's gonna be the good old days. Oh, I had COVID. The good old days. They're not gonna. They're gonna be like. Uh, it's gonna be nothing. TB is coming back. It's gonna be fucking. All kind of meningitis and fucking uh, leprosy is going to... It's going to be crazy. Crazy. The E. coli. The, just think about E. coli. It's going to take over. It's going to morph into... Uh, it's going to talk... It's going to morph into a, a, a four-legged animal. E. coli. Well, you think about things in less developed countries like cholera. That kills everyone. Cholera. That kills oh. everyone. It doesn't in this country typically anymore, but you know uh, those things. That's how those things are transmitted from contaminated water. Yeah, and they're going to be like, and somebody's going to be dying of cholera and TB, but they're going to be like, oh, but they didn't have COVID. Yes, they didn't have COVID. See, there's a good, there's a there's oh, there's a there's a silver silver lining, guys. Anyway, what do we got coming up for fights next week? We got Blades and Lewis. Oh my God, I can't wait! And look at the prelim card. He's fighting. Who's fighting? Arlovsky. Arlovsky. He just he just fought not that long ago. He's pretty freaking. uh, He's pretty uh, active. Who else fighting? That's the on the main main card is uh, who else is fighting? Kevin Olenek's fighting. I don't know that person. I don't know that person. I don't know that person. Oh, Olenek's fighting. Okay, that's one of that crazy choke. Yeah, and then that's so it. that's next week, and then the week after is uh, Rosenstruck's fighting. Rosenstruck's fighting Gain, the guy from uh, C- Cyril, the guy from oh, France. Oh, Krylov's fighting uh, Ankaleyev too, and then uh, oh, and then shit. the big fight. 
Uh oh. Super fight. Jan against like Israel. That's uh, coming weeks. up, guys. Three weeks. March. Uh, Glover's going to be standby. He's going to be ready. You might, you might see Glover in there, guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If something happens, like, you know, heaven forbid one of them catch some kind of corona or something. Or, or cholera, injury. cholera. Even before Corona, there were stuff that would happen where these fights would get canceled. Not like now. What about cholera? Like You've seen cholera? I've never seen it. You might. No, we're, but working at LA County, you would see tuberculosis, and you'd see these weird diseases from people eating uncooked pork and stuff that you just don't expect to see in the, in the, the developed world. Uh, yeah, I saw leprosy at the prison. But anyway, all right, guys. Well. We're out of here. Thanks for coming. Don't forget, tell everyone about our great podcast, Pitmaster and the Doc. All right. Until next time, man. Hey.